Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am uh, hosting today. My name is Hamahe Muli Jr. And joining me today, as always, is the lovable internet Jesus, Sean Walker. Uh, not to be confused with actual Jesus, a.k.a. Ricky Rubio. And also... And we've got a special guest in the right. studio today, Hema. Yeah, who's with us, man? Yeah, first time on the show, uh, Zach Hicken. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I love that you just introduced yourself. Well, I'm kind of a big deal, so I can do that, so... <laughs> Are you going to speak in the? Are you going to pull a Zlatan on us and speak in the uh, third person too? Yes, uh, Zach Hicken will do that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I love it. Well, we had a busy weekend this weekend, as you know, cool. or you know, if you're if you're the first, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, uh, Sports Beat After Hours is basically after Sports Beat airs Sunday nights, we kind of just unwind and unload and talk about whatever we want to talk about things we already talked about things that we didn't get to talk about that we want to talk about um and just anything sports pop culture in general sports movies uh even soccer soccer's not off limits which i know zach's gonna be really mad here in the in the booth but we we, we hit it all so guys should we start it should we start it off well you know i'm gonna add this i'm actually fine with that because uh you said we're gonna talk a little bit of baseball today so i can uh, give up some soccer if we're gonna talk a little is bit it, of baseball is it baseball season it is baseball is it, season. it, it is, is baseball season is how it? could you forget that oh oh sorry I, <laughs> as a loyal mlb.tv subscriber for the rest of my life, uh, I I had no you idea. You get that free uh, T-Mobile promotion. Yeah, thanks T-Mobile. <laughs> thanks T-Mobile. <laughs> so let's crack one open for T-Mobile here. All right. Uh, this tonight's podcast is brought to you by Zach Hickens Mountain Dew. Uh, I'd so. like to thank my wife. She bought that on Friday night and uh, told me to bring it up to work. So. So tonight's podcast brought to you by Zach Hicken's lovely wife, buying Mountain Dew on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, I, I forgot I forgot her name, but the important Danica. part is she, is she bought Mountain shout Dew. Shout outs to Danica. Yeah, shouts to Danica. Shouts, shouts to. Well, my my my. Shouts to Danica. So, all right, take it away, Emma. All right, so as we all know, the Jazz, the the beloved Jazz that we love so much, are in the playoffs. Not only are they in the playoffs. They played their first game at home this series uh, on Saturday. And guys, in few words, how was this game? Let's let's uh, let's recap this game really quick right here with um, I think the usual. This is a pretty good game. We got the W. It was awesome. The crowd was rocking, uh, electric atmosphere with the city jerseys. It was fantastic. It was a great game. We don't know that because we were across the street at <laughs> KSL Broadcast House. Well, well you, everyone was across guys, the street at- uh, You guys oh. were at Broadcast Sorry, House. Sorry, you were at the Real Salt Lake game. Yeah, huh? I was at Rio Tinto Stadium, so I also wasn't there. I, but We were I, across we, the street. We were, there, yeah. we, were, we were in spirit, though. Right. We were there in spirit. Well, plus, I saw everyone leaving as I was leaving work, uh, and- Everyone was having a great time walking out. Uh, they looked like it. I mean, it was a great game. Uh, you can't you can't argue that. Yeah, can I can I tell you guys? I would, I I was not there. Full disclosure, um, I wasn't in the arena during the game. I did stop by pregame uh, while people were filing in and whatnot, and I kind of just to try to catch the vibe, try to get the emotion 
um, around the, you know, the fans that were coming to the arena. I had several friends that were actually there. They were sending me video and Snapchat and Instagram stories and stuff all night. Um, and this game, game three of the NBA, of this first round NBA playoff series against the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, I'm probably going to get a lot of haters for this. Uh-oh. But this reminded me of a jazz game back in the glory days, like Stockton to Malone oh, with no. that crazy supporting cast of, of Jeff Hornacek and Brian Russell and all those guys. Like like the the arena, the atmosphere, uh, uh, I mean, everything about it, the, the pregame fire, the 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 sold out venue with the with the specialty shirts and everything it reminded me of a jazz game in in my adolescence and really in their glory days when they were actually competing in the NBA finals so you're worried about getting hate for that uh guess who can back that up is John Stockton he told Craig Bowlerjack yesterday uh during the game, he said, this reminds me of the old days. Craig Bowlerjack uh, recounted that to Jeremiah Jensen today on Sportsbeat. Uh, we had we had an yeah, interview You can go find him. that on, uh, on our YouTube channel at the uh, KSL 5 Sports YouTube. Yeah, but check continue. that out. So, uh, Bowler, Jeremiah, and um, uh, Stockton, John Stockton, all agreed that this was a game reminiscent of those glory days back in the 90s when the Jazz were in the playoffs every year. The atmosphere was electric and... Um, I mean, they were winning games. They were going to the finals. They were winning series, and they were making a lot of noise in the playoffs. It's true. Um, and since it's really crazy because John Stockton, I call him St. John, okay? He... That's, I mean, I, there's really only one way to describe John Stockton. <laughs> He's a freaking superstar, right? Um, but Ricky Rubio shared a stat that John Stockton had. Um, I think it was in, t- the t- in 2000, right? In 2000, John Stockton, Stockton got the second ever triple-double in a playoff game for in Jazz franchise history. And Rubio got the third this past Saturday. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, and uh, let's, let's actually listen to, to Ricky kind of react to that triple-double a little bit. Uh, after the game, so this isn't live, obviously. Just full disclosure, uh, this yeah, was we right have Ricky after the Rubio game. in studio. <laughs> yeah, this was this was right after the game when uh, Ricky Rubio Jesus um, was uh, was asked about that triple double and what it means to kind of have his name next to uh, stocks in the annals of Utah Jazz history. Ricky, uh, this, this is the first Jazz playoff triple double since John Stockton. I was, I was wondering what what that might mean to you, or, or just. To kind of be associated with that name. I just say it in Spanish. You didn't understand. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do it for Joe because he spent four years four years in Spain and he doesn't speak English. I mean Spanish. So <laughs> I learned English from him. So uh, I mean, having my name next to his name is it's an honor. I mean, it's I don't know what else to say. It's it's huge. Uh, have huge respect for him and um, playing here. He was, he was great because I know how important a point guard is for this franchise, and I feel great here. So yeah, Ricky, Ricky had the triple double. He was pretty much unstoppable. Guess who was supposed to stop him all night? Freaking Westbrook. Westbrook couldn't shut him down. Ricky was running all over, hitting mid-range jumpers all night long, and. Uh, Doing, doing things that Spaniards aren't supposed to do, be able to do right. off of the soccer pitch, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, I don't think Russell was too happy about that. 
Uh, Russell, Rubio got hot, especially I think from mid-range. I think he started five for five. Just what allowed him to get so hot there? Uh, he made some shots, um, you know, too comfortable. Um, but I'm going to shut that shit off next game, though. Guarantee that. Oh. 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 Is it, is it warm in here, guys? Is it a little warm? A little bit, yeah. Is it a little warm? Because Russell Westbrook just brought fire. <laughs> fire. So, like, if this wasn't, if this wasn't, like, a semi-rivalry, like, contentious, heated playoff series before now, which I think it was. Uh, but if it wasn't, oh, it's on. Dude, it, that, it's that, so on. That was another thing that reminded me of the Jazz's good old days was the physicality, the chippiness, the tempers. Like, oh, it was great. I loved every minute of it. And uh, Russell Westbrook promising that he's going to shut that shiz down in the next game. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see about that, right? No, definitely. I mean, he hasn't really uh, performed up to where he was expected to in this playoff series. I mean, you had playoff P in game one. Uh, Oklahoma City's big three disappeared in game two, especially late down the stretch. Or they went, what, 0 quarter. for 18 in the fourth quarter. And then, uh, yeah, they couldn't get the win on the road in game three. Uh, game four is tomorrow. We'll see what they're able to do. Yeah, so that's game four of... Uh, of the NBA playoffs. First round series, Utah Jazz lead the Oklahoma City Thunder 2-1. to one. Tip off Monday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Get your tickets. If you don't have your tickets, uh, come watch the game with us at KSL Broadcast House. We'll find a way to let you in the door. Yeah. We'll sneak you feel in. Feel free. Just, say, just tell the security guards at the gate that after hours sent you. Right. Uh, they'll know what that means. Maybe. maybe. You may get arrested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. But... If you want to come hang out with us, the more the merrier. Uh, we're cool with that. Yeah. That was another thing. Big shout out to TV News putting on a, uh, a pregame party right, right outside that of the was arena. Crazy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, so uh, shout out to Sean Moody, uh, Ashley Kewish, uh, Andrew Wittenberg. I saw over right. there a couple of like the news reporters who you don't really think of with sports. No offense to those guys, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, doing a really nice job of just kind of building up a little bit of hype and, and getting out, getting to know the the jazz fans that. Like I said, I, I think really brought right. it for uh, Game 3, and hopefully we see that same kind of atmosphere in Game 4. Yeah, so you're invited to the station, and just remember, if you have any problems, if anything happens or anything goes wrong at all, just remember, you can tweet us at JJ Sportsbeat or at Rod Zundel um, Rod Zundel KSL. Yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure you tweet at us if anything wrong happens. So let's move from home court to the home pitch, Okay. Not only did the Jazz get the W, but RSL got the W as well. So I can check out right now. Let's <laughs> let's crank up that. Uh, there we go. Zach, tell us about your favorite part of the RSL game. Uh, you know, I actually do have a favorite part because I had to cut the highlights for it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, full disclosure: I don't know anything about soccer. I my spring sport was baseball. Um, so I don't know much about soccer, but uh, oh, there was a mom. beautiful what, a penalty kick in the 92nd minute. Uh, can't remember the uh, athlete's name, but uh, I mean, he hooked <laughs> it in. He put some good spin on that ball, hooked it in the top right corner of the net. Um, it was unbelievable. It was, I, I mean, seriously, care. like the extent of my knowledge about soccer comes care. from FIFA. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I know you don't care, Mike Leach. Um, I don't but, care. Uh, 
yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. All right. So that was pretty good, Zach. Let's give him a hand because, uh, yeah. That Zach, was good. That was good. Shout out to Zach Kicken, right. new KSL Sports Soccer Correspondent. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to send him to the well matches. Done. No, yeah. he was. That was my favorite part, too. It was uh, a free kick by uh, Albert Rusnak at the end, like 90 yeah, seconds. Yeah, That's the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, curls it around the wall. I think it was like a four-man wall. He curls it around the wall. And it was outside the big box. It right. was it was way far out. And uh, it sneaks right, right inside the the second post. The and it was a uh, it was quite a kick. Um, my favorite part uh, after that was when he uh, was interviewed and he said uh, something to the effect of, "It's about time I scored," and uh, we're all with you, Albert. <laughs> it's about time you scored. About time, indeed. About time. Zach, I love, love you, Albert, but right. you know, I mean, there, there's some truth in that statement. Like, freaking a, if you're gonna if you're gonna replace Javi, you need to be scoring, bro. No, just kidding. It's sort of. Uh, we still love you though, Zach. Uh, yeah, Zach cut that highlight. It was, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, for a guy that doesn't know anything about soccer, I know how to cut a mean highlight for oh, yeah. soccer. So, for sure. uh, yeah, the beautiful game, beautiful kick, uh, beautiful win, three zero. I mean, they'd only scored six goals in their first six games. They scored three last night against uh, the Colorado Rapids. Yeah, shout out to the CDOT Rapids. Let's, just for posterity's sake, uh, let's take another look at this this highlight, shall we? I want to get back, uh, DJ, I want to get back to this conversation about Nick Beasler. And as we were just showing you, the six... Kind of unexpected. The situation where Justin Glad, after five center backs played, he got his opportunity. Oh, he got him. He got, he got him. him. Albert Rusnak oh, bends it around oh, the wall. Near post. Oh, boy. 3-0. Shout out oh, to uh, David James. What a goal from oh, Albert. Man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shouts to David James, man. Yeah, I think I think my favorite part about this goal, um, other than the goal itself, which was awesome, but it was watching uh, Colorado keeper, uh, this is now backup keeper, if you will, uh, Zach McMath. I keep wanting to call him Philadelphia keeper because he right. was with Philly forever. Uh, but no, Zach McMath comes in. He replaces Tim Howard in the game. We'll get to that in a second. Right. Um, but he's he's guarding his post, and he's kind of a little flat footed, but not like totally off guard. Right. He could have got. There. And you can tell. You can tell he starts to try to make the save, and then as the ball swirls around the wall. He goes, oh, it's going Man. wide. Yeah. No big deal. And so all he's doing is he's just stopped right <laughs> next to the pole, to the to the post, watching this ball sell over his head <laughs> into the upper 90. Like, oh, the, well, shoot. The way his arms like well, kind of just like flop over like afterwards, after it nets. Oh, it's great. It's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so good. So shout out to Zach McMath. Drink to Zach McMath. Drink to Zach McMath. Former Philadelphia Union All-Star. Oh, Second and math. someone brought this up on Twitter, by the way. Um, after the Jazz game, someone said pretty much like shouts to uh, Colorado for uh, everything. <laughs> the the greatest, pretty much of the greatest, uh, the the like the best moments in Utah sporting history are thanks to really lopsided deals with Denver area teams. Because right. obviously, you've got the highway robbery that was Kyle Beckerman for Medi Bellucci. <laughs> exactly. Kyle um, Beckerman, the captain for RSL for what, 10 years? Yeah. More? Uh, for, for you jazz fans out there, let's not forget that Donovan Mitchell wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Denver Nuggets. He was drafted. Uh, what shout about, out to uh, Trey Rudy Lyles. Gobert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rudy Gobert, the another big one. 
Yeah, the, the Stiebel Tower himself, uh, drafted by the Nuggets, technically. Um, Did they just also, also, let's pour one out in that vein. Uh, let's take a drink for the uh, Tarion Prince era in Utah Jazz basketball history. Cheers. So, so uh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of draft history between Salt Lake City and Denver. Um, and I think it's fair, guys. Maybe I'm biased. But I think Utah's coming out ahead right now. I think so. Shout out to the Mile High State. Uh, I mean, Trey Lyles, I, he still has some legs in his career, bro. I mean, he doesn't like to practice, but, uh, you know, maybe something will work out for him in the uh, in the long term without practicing. Right. And it just got cold. <laughs> and it just got cold. So um, so let's move along t- down the pitch. Another pitch. Um, it was the first home game for a professional team at the new Zions Bank Stadium. Um, this was also on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Friday. Friday. That's right. It was on Friday. I was there. I don't remember because the weekend is one big blur. Um, the Utah Warriors, they had their home. Well, I guess it's not their home opener. Their re-home opener? Their, re, their re-home opener. Their home opener at their real home stadium. Right. At, we don't count the Art Rio Tinto one because they got freaking spanked. Not, but not, neither, do the, neither do the Warriors. Right. They either. don't remember either. But it was good because they freaking demolished uh, – the Alberta side that they played against. Uh, the final score was like 80 to 12, 80 to 12. Um, and, and I've been getting a little bit of hate from this on the internet. So I, I gotta, I gotta get your clarification. Hannah, okay. You're the rugby it. guy on this podcast, Alberta Wolfpack or Toronto Wolfpack. Oh, because the original, so the original promotional material and like when the schedule was announced and everything, uh-huh. Called them the Toronto Wolfpack. Oh, which really? for those who don't know, the Toronto Wolfpack was the first transatlantic rugby team uh, in Premier League history. It was the first ever Canadian side to play in England's uh, uh, rugby Premier League. Okay. Um, they just barely dropped down, but they're one of the top teams in the second division right now in the championship. Uh, the Alberta Wolfpack are very much not the not Toronto them. Wolfpack. <laughs> They're like a club team so they that's have the like same semi-pro. Name? Well, so this is – so they play in the same area. Right. Because Toronto is, you know, Alberta. Yeah, uh, Toronto's not in Alberta. Uh, this is coming from the resident Canadian. But oh, my gosh. Toronto's in Ontario. Yeah, okay, okay. But, but so uh, here's – but so so <laughs> so you had these two Canadian Wolfpack teams, and it's originally advertised as Toronto, which got – you know, got rugby fans a little excited, and then I show up game day, and they're like, "No, actually, the, these are the these are the Alberta Wolfpack." Weird. Okay, so I didn't hear uh, about this Toronto one. I mean, Toronto, Alberta, it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the it's all the same. <laughs> Zach is cringing because he is Canadian. He has a green card on him right now. I always have it on me. I have to. Someone call ICE. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have to look into that because I'm yeah I can't clarify anything for you because I didn't know that happened. Um, I all I knew was that it was Alberta Wolfpack, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, I I I swear, like on the first flyer I got, it said Toronto Wolfpack. Huh. Okay. Uh, and then somehow they magically became the Alberta Wolfpack. I mean, I'm gonna say this uh, honestly, like <laughs> the Canadians probably got it mixed up. If we're being honest, I mean, they probably <laughs> didn't know the difference. So I don't know why we should expect Americans to know any different. Uh, a. Uh, 
So uh, I mean that that Alberta team. They uh, I mean they showed up. They tried hard. I mean shout uh, out to the Alberta team that they, really uh, really did their thing. Really looked good. I'm sure they had a lot of well, fun. I, I mean I th- I, th- I think I think I think they were trying to play that uh, Canadian rules rugby where uh, you know you can have 12 men on the field. You can uh, send your guys in motion before the snap. Eh? Uh, <laughs> I I just don't think they could uh, really adjust to the American game. So uh, we'll see what they can do next time that they uh, come down uh, come down south to the states. Eh. Let's be honest. Even if it was us that messed up, they would have apologized for it anyway. Oh yeah, sorry. Eh? I mean, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. We only scored twelve points. I mean, I'm sure your fans didn't really enjoy that. They wanted a competitive match, and we just couldn't give that to you. But I mean, if we get on the if we get on, get on the on the on the, on the, on the, on the ice rink, uh, we could play <laughs> hockey, and uh, I'm sure we could take it to you boys. Oh yes, we we've, we've talked about this before. By the way, aside, we're gonna go back to rugby. But uh, lifelong uh, Las Vegas Knights fan here. Lifelong. Uh, since since uh, the uh, beginning of the franchise, the absolutely. Since the I beginning. mean, we have been here. We uh, we have uh, we've cheered for them. So uh, <laughs> love that ice hockey team, eh? But you anyways, know, Zach, Zach, I gotta I gotta do this. Achievement unlocked, bro. Three achievements for you, right there. That was that sorry, was eh? That was brilliant. <laughs> okay, so back to brilliant. rugby here. Um, it was a freaking just I would say a whipping. Because of the uh, performances by the yeah, whippies. I mean it's an ex- it's an exhibition match, though. right? It's an exhibition match. Uh, MLR home opener, or sorry, uh, MLR opener on the road at San Diego. By the way, this next week mm-hmm. for the, the real Utah season. Warriors. Yep. Yeah, and then a week after that, back home, Zions Bank Stadium against uh, Glendale. Little rematch with the Glendale Raptors. Former BYU uh, scrum half Sean Davies going to be in town with Glendale again. Cool. So it's uh, going to be yeah, a rematch, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, before we move on really quick, uh, here's Warriors head coach Alf Daniels after the match. Uh, just a couple cool comments that we ran in Sports Beat tonight for your listening pleasure. You know, I come from a country where rugby is our religion. And, you know, I've coached teams in front of crowds that have sometimes been twice the size of what we've had here, but nowhere near the noise and the excitement and the energy. The, these... These Utah crowds that we've had in the last three games have been outstanding. I feel like the boys just need a big wake up and uh, show the the crowd and everybody else what we what we got. And we're just gonna build from here and continue on to the season. Yeah, so shout out to that crowd at Zion's Bank Stadium. Uh, you Shouts. guys are great. That was great. You guys are great. All right, moving on. Um, so. This is cool because Alf Daniels, he's from New Zealand. My mother's Maori, so she's, you know, I'm half Maori um, from New Zealand. But I got to give a shout out to my, uh, to my oos, Sean Manaya. Um, Zach, you're the baseball guy. Tell us a little bit about Sean. Yeah, uh, so Sean Manaya, pitcher for the uh, Oakland Athletics. Uh, he went nine, complete game, threw a no-hitter against my Boston Red Sox. Uh, shout out to... Uh, <coughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. MLB's best. MLB's best. Yeah. Boston Red Sox. They just dropped their second game in a row last night against the Athletics. But um, Manaya was dealing, guys. I, he was solid. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The Red Sox had come into this game. They hit 11 home runs earlier this week against the Angels. Like They were just tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, they hit uh, a grand slam and a three-run homer in game one against the Athletics. Um, but they just got outplayed yesterday uh, by Manaya. He outpitched them. Um, and let's hear some sound from that. Yeah, so here's the, uh, here's the final out of that game. 
2-0 pitch. Grounded to short. Scooped up by Simeon. It's a no-hitter. It's a no-hitter. Sean Manaya has no hit the hottest team in baseball. An absolutely sensational performance. Dude, that's amazing. And uh, before you talk about it anymore, um, I just wanted to add in there, not only is this dude Pauly, but he's a lefty too. And uh, Yeah, South Paul. I gotta st- I'm a lefty, and so I'm going to start doing shouts at, on every pod for uh, my lefties that I love. Lefty of the week. Yeah. South Paul. We're going to we're going to split it though because not only did uh, Sean Manaya like throw that no hitter, but also Joe Ingles, who's also a lefty. Bro, nails a 3 and stares Shouts down Paul George. Jeff. I think it's Paul George, right? He nails Joe Ingles, nails a 3, stares down Paul George at home here in Utah, and I love it. So those are the two lefties that I love this week. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I don't have that same love for Manaya. I mean, he provided a great baseball moment, but I mean, this is my Red Sox. I'm actually going to Fenway Park this week. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday to watch uh, my beloved Red Sox take on AL East foe, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see. Uh, most people probably don't realize that. I feel like a lot of sports fans, just because of what's going on with the NBA and NHL playoffs, uh, it kind of got overshadowed a little bit. Uh, so that was does, cool does to baseball, see. Does baseball begin before June? I, 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 I'll I agree with you, Sean. Look, let me tell you this. Baseball has an issue. To be fair, you guys do play like 1,032 games 162, every year. yes. Yeah, close. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> Plus the playoffs. I, I mean, so it it is kind of a lengthy season. No, it is, it is a lengthy season. And I mean, that's something... I mean, to go off on a little bit of a tangent, I think the baseball season does need to be shortened a little bit, especially you look at what's going on this uh, this April where teams are having to cancel multiple games. I think oh, there's already sure. been like 27 games canceled because of weather. Uh, Toronto, which has a dome, had to cancel a game because a sheet of ice fell through what? and uh, fell onto the playing field. I mean, it's just been an absolute mess for... Uh, baseball this season and I mean uh, baseball has uh, an identity crisis kind of as well I mean you can't name the uh, greatest players in the game a lot of guys don't really know who I mean if you saw Mike Trout on the field like an average sports fan might not know who that is I think Bryce Harper is probably the only guy that uh, shouts to brother Harper shouts to brother Harper uh, but I feel like you know Mike Trout or uh, a guy like shouts Manny Machado um, a lot of these guys probably wouldn't be recognized on uh, just on the street by a casual sports fan because they're, you know, they're kind of just average-looking guys. They're not huge behemoths, but they're freak athletes that don't get recognized for what they do. You know that's what? the end of my tangent. You know <laughs> what? We're gonna we're gonna recognize we're gonna recognize all those hardworking baseball players right there. Drink. Pour one out. Pour Cheers. one out for uh, the hardworking MLB players. Out Speaking there. of which, did you see uh, Mike Trout? He hits. He's the uh, former Salt Lake B. Former Trout. Salt Lake B. Uh, he's leading the uh, majors in home runs. He just hit his ninth of uh, ninth of the season. Just passed up Brother Harper. Uh, he goes back to the dugout and pulls out a jug that says Mike's Secret stuff on it and starts oh drinking it. Is that awesome or what? That's shouts, perfect. Shouts to the '90s kids, man. That's perfect. So Space Jam, what three after LeBron yeah. releases the inevitable <sighs> Space Jam two, Mike Trout. Uh, the Monstars are going to come and play baseball. I love it. By the way, okay, before it. we end it up, okay. Did you know that's why Donovan wears 45? Did you guys know that? Because Donovan, of Space Jam? Well, because of Michael Jordan. Because uh, Donovan's a baseball kid. Yeah, his his dad's uh, works in the New York Mets organization. For the Mets, yeah. 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 And I guess, I guess he was a big 
baller in, on, he was a the, short on the diamond. pitcher, I think. And yeah. He, uh, I think he had an opportunity was, to play college baseball, Yeah, right? he was he was on his way to – he actually told us about this during the summer league. He was on his way to potentially play minor league ball. He had some minor league teams, some teams that were interested in him as like a minor league prospect uh, in high school. He was on his way kind of down that path. Um, and then he uh, he, he got, got hurt. hurt. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he got hurt on a home on a, uh, on a home plate collision, and uh, broke his broke his rib. Oh, I thought it was I like think. his arm or something. But you, no, you right. maybe he broke something the other, was broken. He broke the other kid's rib. He broke his wrist. Something like that. It was yeah. a really bad, like really bad collision. Uh, him <laughs> and his mom both said that kind of chased him away from baseball for good. And they're like, eh, maybe we'll stick to basketball. But anyways, yeah, that's so I'm dropping that knowledge on you. He wears 45 because Michael Jordan wore 45 on the diamond and on the court. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. So I thought I'd throw that in there before we end the night. Yeah, so shouts to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, shouts to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> shouts to uh, Zach Hicken for joining us here. I'll in be studio. a staple from now on. Hopefully. Well, actually, I'm going to be gone next week, but in two weeks, I'll be a staple again. So we'll, br- we'll bring you back. Don't worry. All right. Shouts it. to Hemahe Mooley Jr. for joining us once again. I'm Sean Walker. This has been another edition of KSL After Hours. Peace. Thanks, guys.